Look at that. Another tortured soul. Another life of pain. Hey, Raven, check it out. Butters? Oh. Hey, hey, Stan. What's the matter with you? Well, my, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. Did she step on your heart with stiletto shoes? Yeah. Sure does hurt. That's cool. I guess you can join up with us if you want. Yeah, we're gonna go to the graveyard and write poems about death and how pointless life is. Uh, no thanks. I love life. Huh? But you just got dumped. Well, yeah, and I'm sad. But at the same time, I'm really happy that something can make me feel that sad. It's like, it, it, it makes me feel alive, you know? It makes me feel human. The only way I could feel this sad now is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good. So I guess what I'm feeling is like a beautiful sadness. I guess that sounds stupid. Yeah. No. No, Butters, that doesn't sound stupid at all. I'll tell you, when I was in high school, man, it was it was rare that you come across a, a dude like, oh yeah, my best friend's a girl. Like, but like with my son and them generation, like that shit normal for them. They be like, oh, you know, but even my son just don't be hanging with chicks like that. Like, I know if he's with some chicks, somebody messing with somebody. It yeah. ain't just on some, oh, that's just the crew. Like, no. Cause that's how no. that's how it was with us. You get seen with a female too many times, y'all fucking. Yeah, that's y'all fucking and that's that y'all got something going on. But something, now something going on. Yeah, like 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 I said, these it's just so weird to me that these chicks crave. They want heterosexual men to be their platonic friends. And all I'm just all I'm saying is why? Like, what's the point? If the, if he's at this point in society, if you come across a male that is solid enough, that you like enough to be your platonic friend, why does it stop there? If it's just strictly platonic, you have no, you're telling me you have no sexual desires for this person. All right, cool. But what? Why not just find a female to hang with? It's it's just weird to me. It's like they want to break down the gender roles so much that, like I said, it's it's, it's becoming slippery slope to where it's like now y'all wondering why niggas don't really be having feelings for y'all. They just fuck y'all and leave because I'm like shit. We just friends. <laughs> but, and that, and that takes it to to uh, the level that I always bring up is like you know why you gotta try to fuck your 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 friends' exes and everything like that. Like you can let that one go. Hey man, you can let that one go. You can let that one. So shit just weird to me though. You right though. I'm just like I said. I just look at it like I just I've just never been in the. I just never thought I would get to a point now to where I'm just like I be chilling, and a chick just oh well, yeah I want I want to hang and I'm just like hang like what? Because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. Once we get together and we hanging. If I'm hanging with Jay, he buying his shit, I'm buying my shit. That's the dynamic. Like we just hanging like niggas. And and I'm really starting to get to the point where like I'm, I'm gonna start like niggas. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling <laughs> that shit out. I'm be like, shit, you you wanna hang here as, as my partner? All right, bet. You get your drinks, I get mine, we good. And I know that they can't do that. It's a and that's why I just feel like it's a trick. It's like you wanna make me believe that we just partners, we just hanging, but then you wanna get the benefits of being a woman. If my partner came into town 
and he was on some hanging shit, he not going to separate me from the main activity. He be like, no. shit, man, we going here, but you trying to separate me. So that means that, in my opinion, you're not just seeing me as just another guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there is some interest there. I'm just like, because at the end of the day, shit, y'all going out late at night, should I meet up with you then? But now I can't do that because if I come out and I'm just your partner and I see one of your friends I want to get on, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be some issue. Because you know we're not really just friends. And you don't want to just be my friend. You want some, you want some, that's what I say, man. Shit start changing real quick when, I, when we start pointing out. Like I said, man, I understand the friend zone exists. But too many people treated the friend zone like being friends with somebody was a bad thing. All I'm saying is, I'm asking for clarification and fairness. If, if I'm really, in this friend zone, all right, cool. I've made the separation. You don't want me. Let's act as such. But if your friend do, don't don't knock it. And they can't knock. do that. I can you do it. You ain't necessarily got to throw me that alley oop. But if you were truly my friend, you probably should. Yeah. But still. Oh, you know, I got feelings. What? I, I don't have feelings for none of my partners. I don't know shit. <laughs> what you talking about? I, 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 don't, I don't know shit about fuck, boy. I don't know shit about <laughs> fuck. Fool ass. Every time I see that billion by laugh. Bro, that's the funniest shit ever. Straight up. I don't know shit about fuck, man. Get on with that shit. Fuck. But shit, yeah, man, I, I can't even articulate what I'm really trying to say. I just think that that dynamic is weird. And it's causing more problems than people really realize. And I'm just like, bro, I can't go out and like niggas, niggas was hitting me up yesterday. Go out, I was like, bro, I, I be thinking, I'm like, dog, like, uh, like all the rules have changed. Because remember, you you could be in the spot, and you'd be like, oh, okay, shit, me and Shorty made eye contact once. You know, once is a coincidence, twice is on purpose. So you make eye contact again. It's like, okay, cool. I get, you know, I I I, I might go over there and shoot that shot, or you know, we might we might come together jointly. And and speak. Like even when we was at um where was we at? Uh that place that we said we like bottled blonde or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We was like that. You know, you could just come in there and it was just a vibe. Yeah. Old girl come through, she just started rapping zero. Yeah, could have yeah, been yeah, a yeah. shot. It you was right there. Yeah. Like, like it, it instead, and those are the females that, in my opinion, men should be looking for. Yeah, yeah. But not, look what's not, worth. Not, 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 Look where See? I was, and See, not and not and not necessarily of the, oh you know. You gotta you gotta women women that, that approach you or anything like that, people that are just out there having a good time. Yeah, and not just sitting there being dismissive. Like I, let me fun. walk up and, and introduce myself to you. Hey, y'all look good. Just wanted to let y'all know that, and I might keep it pushing. If you give me some playback, I might keep the conversation going. Them times gone, bro. Those times, it seems like those times are just gone. If you ain't, if you're not flashing money, if you're not, if, if it ain't like on some like, like you said, like mutual shit, like somebody trying to hook up with somebody or some shit like that, it's just, it's just too much, man. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't really that fun no more. Just be honest, it's, it's it ain't, not. It ain't it's fun. not. But like, like you, 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 you used to just go out and have a good time. Yeah, I mean, it was some women out there. You know, I ain't, I ain't pick nothing up, but you know, it was just a nice vibe to interact with women. That, that don't have a stank face. I'm just an asshole bowl for the for the remainder of the 20, 21st century. Life. Yeah. The remainder of life. Straight up, bro. Like I'm 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 really just like now I'm just 
I'm just gonna be me. Like I be just try, I be trying to be nice, but I'm like, nah, man, fuck this shit. Like, cause I know for a fact that nine times out of ten, there is no woman I'm gonna come across now that really is of value as far as like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna fuck with this chick for a long time. Nah, man, they they all they're all bullshitters now. I I, I don't feel like you're you're meeting anybody new. Nah. And if I you think do any, anybody yeah. you anybody of value you've probably known for multiple years at this point in time. Exactly. You've exactly. been able to assess their character, whether they've been trying to get with you or whether they've been in a friend zone of some sort, sort of situation, you've been able to assess their character forwards and backwards. Anybody you you knew come across is just gonna be like game. It's all that's all. And and, and and it's like I said, the one the ones I'm not even interested in, unfortunately, them the ones that's gonna probably be worthwhile, but I'm like shit, I can't you can't I can't. Blame God for me not being interested in you. I can't change that. Like I'm just not interested in you. I'm not gonna force myself to be interested in you. And that's why that's why like you can't. I never have an issue with a woman saying, you know, oh, I'm not into that guy. You know, hey, you know, hey, here's this guy. You know, he got this, this X, Y, and Z. Everything you mentioned you that you're looking for. Oh, I'm just not into him. All right, cool. And that's fine. I don't blame you because there's a woman that's perfect for me that has X, Y, and Z, and I'm just not into her. It happens. It's life. Uh, I don't think you call that natural selection, but it's something natural about it. Definitely. Definitely. What's for you will find you. What's for you is for you. And that's pretty much. That's why when I see posts that say like, you know, you know, God bring me a man that can handle me. Why do you need to be handled? Why is, why is your first, your first impression to a, to a, a potential mate Something that's aggressive, something that's gonna be an obstacle, something that makes you quote unquote difficult. I bring you know bring bring a man that can handle me because apparently you you don't you don't bring peace at all. If I gotta handle you, like I gotta I gotta come into to a stressful situation. Nobody wants that. That's like that's like a man saying you know I'm in a relationship but I like to cheat. I like being in relationships but I like to cheat. <laughs> bring me a woman that can handle me. Shit, nowadays gonna, you might you might find one. You gonna run for the hills nine times out of ten. You would that hope one time out of ten you might find one that's like shit. I like to cheat too. Then hell, y'all might just be made for each other. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, why am I bringing opposition towards you? That's that's the question. It's like it's like I told you, you know, my friend. She said, you know, oh, I'm going on this date. This guy says, um, he doesn't like hoop earrings, so I'm gonna wear hoop earrings. Just to be difficult. Just to be difficult for what? I understand being true to yourself. You got other earrings than hoop earrings. Look, let me simplify it like this. <laughs> I said this already. If somebody cuts for you, they like you, they already admire you, they already crave you, they already want to be around you, uh, off of the immediate you know, time, off of the initial visit, initial contact, whatever, all that other shit, it, it's not going to be difficult. When, when once it becomes difficult, that person is already telling you they're not interested. Like that's why I said it before. You don't have to apply pressure on somebody that likes you already. <laughs> if they like you, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. And, and it goes have, both ways. And if I have to apply pressure, that means I have to convince you to like me. They've already told us over time. Like you, I remember. I'd say about 2013, 2014. When you know social media was making this this wave, around that time 
you know, everybody was still in the church. They were, they was posting their Bible quotes. They was uh, sending positive vibes. You know that era, and that was the era when people, when women were still into being wife material. I remember specifically how it faded from be persistent to you niggas thirsty. I remember that, and I just think about how persistence was once key. Persistence, in my opinion, was showing that showing consistently that you're interested. But I remember vividly how that turned into you niggas thirsty. And then what did what did it become? Exposing dudes in DMs and blah blah blah. Now you have a generation of men that are responding to that. You still got you still got quote unquote thirsty guys out there, but now they're the thirsty guys. Now they're the thirsty guys you don't want at all. You know what I'm saying? Because the other man, they're like, nah, you're not gonna you're not gonna expose me for nothing for shooting my shot, just just being genuine. A man with common sense at this point, um, any man would come, I say any man over the age of 30 that experienced that is probably staying out of DMs if he has common sense. He's probably a lot more standoffish. He probably has a mindset of, like you said, I'm not approaching you unless I get some type of confirmation through body language or eye contact. Like that is the world we live in today based on those transitions that I just mentioned. It's like we it's so many people that didn't get rewarded for that. That so now we have to you now you know both sides are feeling the consequence of you know making people feel bad just for being for being interested. Like, bruh, now we're back to apply pressure. Why would I want to apply pressure so you could just tell me? I'm thirsty. I'm annoying you. What 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 phrase does pressure really mean a good thing? And when they say peer pressure, does that mean any, any a good thing? Not really. No. When your pipes are under pressure, Not does good. that mean a good thing? No. Like so when you say, you know, apply pressure that's not saying a good thing. Now, granted, we're in a generation where definition of words are, are not the same butcher anymore. daily, butchered daily. Yeah. But to 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 say, all right, I need to apply pressure. I got to let this person know that I'm serious and that I'm for real. If they don't know that by persistence, consistence, then applying pressure is going to make them do that. It's like you shouldn't have to convince this person. Like you say, if 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 you like me and I like you, there's no need to apply pressure. Let's talk. Let's communicate. Let's mutually pursue. I'm saying this for a while now. But but is... but but the oh, I'm applying pressure. Now, now granted, when when people say, "Oh, I am pressure," I think that's completely different. Because definitions what would Casey say? Synonyms, semantics. Synonyms. 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 Like this is like you know you got you got one word that's meaning sixteen different things, but hey, it's the fucking English language. What are you supposed to do about it? But it's like if I like you and you like me, let's 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 flirt, let's let's, let's talk, let's just do all these other things, because my consistency in me messaging you, you messaging me. It's going to demonstrate the interest. Yeah, it's 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 not when in, in a healthy relationship there is no real there is no tug of war. 
I'm just, I'm sorry. There just isn't. I mean, we've all, we've all, we all, we all at some point of our lives are either in a healthy relationship with somebody, whether it's just a friend, your parents, coworkers, like people know what a healthy dynamic is between two, three, four, five people. Y'all know how it is. It flows pretty nicely. I'm not talking about an in-depth relationship as girlfriend and boyfriend and, and husband and wife. I'm just talking about a natural, fleet, a free-flowing relationship. It's not a tug of war. There's no real pressure. You, I mean, legit, the initial interest is shown by somebody sparking up the conversation with you and pretty much showing you and saying that they're interested. You're not asking somebody for their number just to ask for their number. You're not asking for somebody's Instagram or whatever just to be asking for it. But then again, nowadays it feels like people just want to—they just want to get their follow count up. They just want to—they want to be able to have a bunch of a bunch of numbers uh, that you know how you had a notification, the red notification. I think some people find pleasure in having a hundred unread messages. It's, Shit is weird. It, it's, it's just this weird ego boost. So when you send the screenshot, you got oh, I got three hundred and twenty-five unread text messages. I got two thousand unread emails. I got. 45 notifications on Instagram that I haven't checked. It's like, is that fucking fucking weird? Is that what it takes to boost your ego? That gives fucking fucks with my OCD. I gotta clear that shit out. I clear that shit out daily. I do not, I have no unread messages. You don't see any red bubbles on my mail thing. Like, it's like, I'm fine, I'm fine with my phone being dry because the people that last longer, bro, the people that I text on a consistent basis are talking to me about something and I like that. I have no problem with that. And that is less than 10 people a week on average. Straight up. I don't desire to be hit up every fucking moment of the day with small talk or shit that doesn't mean something with people I really don't even fuck with like that. Because once again, if you're fucking with somebody like that, you don't have to guess it. The the minute, I'm going to say it again for y'all because I think people like, I said it, I said it, I said it the other day to you, man. And that was kind of going to be like one of my focus points of this episode. There are too many realities out there that people exist in. People exist in their own realities. And that's very dangerous from a societal perspective. Because if you're in your own reality, then nine times out of ten, for a person like myself, that I feel like I live in the real world. (laughs) So with me living in the real world, my real world clashes with your reality that is, in my opinion, delusional and fictitious. It's like I was telling somebody the other day, stop romanticizing your past. Stop stop making your ex or whatever better than what they really were. Because at the end of the day, if they were shitty, if you left them because they were shitty, then that is what it is. Anything else that happened before that, it doesn't matter anymore. Those quote-unquote good memories, doesn't matter. Those good memories are a reality that no longer exists now. That's just that's just the past. And you people know what act saying? like they've never fell in love with shitty people before. Yeah, it happens. It's happened. You fell in love with shitty people before. You've probably been a shitty person before that somebody fell in love with you. It, it, it happens. Man. And that's why you hope when people get into their, I, w- I would say their late 20s, early 30s, that you've had enough relationship experience that you see both sides of the coin. You've been with a shitty person and you've been a shitty you've been person, the shitty person yeah. which allows you to know how to treat and respond to people a whole lot better. 
That's if, like you say, you're not fucking delusional and it's always been somebody else's fault. Man, it's, uh, listen, and I want to I make sure I clarify something. I understand that the shitty ex is in this reality, but for me, reality is the present that you are aware of now. The present is what matters now. What are you? What is going on now? What are you aware of now? That's reality. When I think, when you're thinking about the past and you're living in the past, you're basically in a time machine. You're consciously in a, you're subconsciously in a time machine. Your subconscious has traveled back to something that no longer exists. Those good times with so and so are gone. That's why I say that reality may exist. It happened, but it's no more. You gotta let it go. It's time to focus on the present and move forward. A lot of people can't do that. So everything that they do as they as they create today and try to create tomorrow is based off a bunch of shit that don't matter or it's not realistic anymore. Look, mama, yeah, you was a you was a, a, a size six seven years ago. You're a size 14 now. Let that shit go. You already let yourself go. So just embrace it and just, you know, just live in the now and be real with yourself. Like, I, I don't know why that's such a hard concept to grasp. Say, my man, 16 years ago, i catch that motherfucker off the backboard and throw a fucking windmill. <sighs> Today, I might pull my hamstring trying to jump and touch the rim. <laughs> I let that go. There's a videotape out there somewhere showing me doing these things. But I can't do it anymore. You know what I have to do? I have to embrace that shit. I have to embrace that I probably need to put on some fucking Icy Hot or whatever it takes. Okay, Icy Hot's a little extreme. I ain't that old. But still, I'm not what I was 16 years ago. The relationship that started three years ago and has come to this point right now... It's not the same. Whether it's good, better, or non-existent, it's not the same. So when you're trying to grasp and grab and bring everything from the past to the present, that shit doesn't work. You have to come in there with, with, with today's blood. Because that old blood is dried the fuck up. Hey, if you, if you say, hey, it was good last time, we're going to try this again, that's fine, but you have to try it today. You can't try it in the DeLorean three years ago. You have to try it today. Because you're not the same people. And, and everybody says this, you know, hey, you're not the same person you were right now that you were when you woke up. You like to say that shit, but are you really truly living that shit? Nope. Like, are you, are you understanding that I might have had dairy this morning for breakfast and now my body is like, you ain't processing milk for the rest of your life. <laughs> it, I mean, and it happens like that. One day you just wake up and you lactose intolerant. I, I did. I, I do hear that happens to people. Some people be like, "Fuck it, I'm still finna eat this cheese." Hey, if I'm at the house, blue bell me up, baby. Oh, <laughs> I ain't got nowhere to go. I can, I can shit and fart all I want to because I'm at the house. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, in the constant evolution of the life cycle, you cannot persecute nor promote anybody for who they were three months ago. That's a, I mean, you can, but it's a bad decision. You can, but it's a bad decision. 
Because, I mean, like I said. Somebody can come to you and say, oh, I've changed. I've done X, Y, and Z. This and this and this. Then get some proof. Trust but verify. Get some proof. And if it takes you two days to get that proof, that's your evaluation process. Yeah. Takes another person six months to get that proof. That's their evaluation process. Because there's this podcast that I listen to, and this guy always says that everybody eventually comes back to center. Everybody always comes, they so always come back to center. If it's not genuine, they're going to return to who they are. Yeah. Always. You ain't got to worry about the faking in the front because you're going to get, they're going to get back to it. Bro. I'm trying to, because I, I feel, I know, I know I'm rambling, but I want, I want to, I want to even, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm hearing you as well. And I'm just like, all I'm telling y'all is, in the sh- the simplest way possible is to be realistic. Stop lying to yourself. That's really all it comes down to. Because I think that happens so much when people are in the pursuit of a relationship as well. When I mean, I, I saw I saw a clip today. You know, some chick talk about she was she was thirty seven with two kids and she celibate. I'm a 37 year old woman and I've been celibate for two years. What? I've been celibate for two years. Where did that come from? Is I'm want to know, is that the reason why? Mm-mm. What's the what's the philosophy here? You're not a virgin. You got two people came out of you. What, what, what's, what's going Ooh, on? That's, oh, no, you did not. Oh, no, you did not have the nerve to bring vagina out here and close it up at 37 years old with two kids out here. So you meet a man. A, a good guy. You think you're gonna be celibate for what? What? Till you marry? Yes. You got your goddamn mind. I wish I would meet a 37 year old with two kids and think you gonna shit. You're almost 40 years old with two kids. Talking about celibate. You need to be trying to get that shit away, Bruh, Like, okay. Well, what? Is, so, what are you? What are you doing? What? What are you? Are you celibate because you no longer enjoy sex? Or are you celibate now because you feel like closing your legs is gonna bring you a good man? In what rea- in what reality does that what does that happen? When when has that ever worked? It makes exact it makes absolutely no sense. You're not being realistic. That's what I'm talking about. Especially not for the man you want, but that's another story. I'm no storyteller. What's, and, and that's what I'm saying. Once realistic expectations. You have women out here that know good and damn well that, and men too. You know, good and damn well, the type of women you could probably get with no real struggle. You you you, you see the market today. We always go back to this. And I'm, let me let me pick on men. I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> you you're, you're thirty some years old. You work for Amazon. You you probably got student loan debt. You didn't even graduate. Um. You know what I'm saying? You you uh you got a basic one bedroom apartment, and and this this not a terrible guy. This 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 guy may only have one kid, might be paying child support to this one child. You know him and his him and his uh BM are probably on good terms, whatever. But for the most part, he's decently established. Like that, I think you had sent me a stat that was saying that uh, your average your average black male makes 42k. He's somewhere in that ballpark, and I mean he's not a drug addict or anything like that, but still. Financially, he's basic. He's living basic. So guess what? More than likely, you're depending on how you look and how you take care of yourself physically, you're probably going to be able to get a basic woman. 
Now, this is where the reality sucks because basic women and basic men are unrealistic. This basic man is like, shit, I want to get the chick with the stripper body. That, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, I, got, the, I got this pure white henny that I got off the cruise. Shit, yeah. a basic nigga ain't got this. You know, and then the basic chick on the other side that has probably less than him is looking like, I'm trying to get a dude that makes more than 400K a year. Like, what? Like, what are y'all doing? What are you What are you doing here? It's, it's, as this basic chick, you, you, you damn sure better be um, looking amazing. And you better not have any baggage. Because that's one of the keys for a woman nowadays to be able to get a quote-unquote like a high-value guy. It's them not having any baggage. And that's mental, spiritual, and physical baggage. If you're fucking crazy, you got multiple kids, and you're not taking care of yourself well, you're not going to get a nice guy. You're going to get the type you're going to get the type of guy that you deserve. That's reality. That's realistic. I, I don't understand why these concepts are so complicated for people. But as I sit here frustrated, I realize that it really is. The conversations that I hear, the stuff that I see, and then like I said, basic average nobody nobody can nobody can look at themselves in a the mirror and like nobody looks at themselves in a the mirror and say i'm basic or i'm average like that's fine but once again reality don't care <laughs> the world does not care how you see yourself at the end of the day it's going to show you what you are why why you're saying that you you said you said the high value the high value man mm-hmm. and i know we always talk about a high value man but we've never talked about a high value woman. So in in in, in the midst of 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 your 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 your, your tyrant there, um, <laughs> I just did a quick Google search of, of and it's sixteen traits of a high value woman. Uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna run through them real quick. She embraces femininity. She cares about her appearance. She's agreeable. She's a champion of women's causes. She's kind. She only associates with high value men. She has good female friends. She cares about her reputation. She's classy. She always improving herself. She's a peacemaker. She's a tribe builder. She embraces healthy sexuality. She's not a victim. She saves her sexual power for one man. Okay, look, what, what, what is that? That's, that's, not, that's not a female driven uh, site. That sounds like a conservative site or something. That's that's not a female-driven site. <laughs> the site is, is is called theadultman.com. I knew it. That that's not that's not a female's perspective because this and this article was written by a man. Yeah, that's not. I, I see. I know that right off the back. There's. I'm gonna tell you right now. Just reading that, ninety-five percent of women you come across, you they 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 don't even embrace two two of those things consistently. Like no, that's not the the modern the modern woman today is the exact opposite of everything you just read. And I and I'm mean, making her high value though. That was my that was my thought. Like what what do because when we talk about a high value man, it's typically about his income. It's typically about the way he carries and interacts in social environments. It's a it's a lot more about tangibles than these than these intangibles that were mentioned in these articles. And I I pulled up about three of them, and and they all seem you know pretty similar in the range. I I just 
went with that one because that one gave me the most concise list that I didn't have to scroll through a paragraph of explanation at a time. And I guess for the most part, all of these are yeah, yeah, theoretic, like, theoretic like another speaking, man that wrote that. So yeah, because theoretically speaking, only a man could tell you what the high value is because the man places the value on the woman. So it only makes sense for the man to be like, yeah, that's what I want because that's counterculture. Nowadays, a man that's looking to settle down is looking for the woman that is countering what's popular today. What's mainstream today is exactly what a lot of men don't want to settle down with. Mm-hmm. That's why that, that the man is going to dictate that their value, the value of the woman on the market, just like the woman is going to dictate his value. So at the end of the day, if you're if if you're not what that man just described more than likely it's going to be very hard for you to get the man that what you would describe as high value. It's just because nine times out of ten, like you said, the high value man is going to be the one with the intangibles. He's going to be physically fit. He's going to be, you know, six feet plus. He's going to be a family man. He's going to be that mixture of beta and alpha, really, because that's what they want. Yeah. And um, he's going to be, you know, the high emotional intelligence. I, you know, I still, I'm sure that's still debatable. <laughs> but He's gonna be like this prince charming, you know, you know, that, that that type of guy. And at the end of the day, for me, the 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 one thing that is always gonna br- bring the riff is I think a man like that is harder to control. But I think the one thing that they're gonna want is one that they can control. And I think that's where the riff is gonna be drawn. And that's the same thing for a man today. If he's looking for a submissive woman, even if she checks all those boxes, it's a good chance that if she is in that under 30 realm, doesn't have kids and she calls herself successful or whatever, she's good. It's going to be very hard for her to submit because modern culture, that's that that's modern culture for women makes them go against that grain. Like that's what they're being groomed to be like. They're, they're being pretty much groomed to be difficult. Like they, like you said, as far as handlers, like I shouldn't have to handle a human being. Like you're not a wild animal. <laughs> you should bring me peace. You should be. You should be a compliment to me. I shouldn't. And I thought about this the other night. Um, because whenever don't tell a woman to calm down. Okay. Yeah, you ever heard that before? I'm, no. I'm, I'm going. I'm going through all the cliches tonight. Gotcha. I never heard that one. Never tell a woman to calm down. Because that just makes him even more upset. So, why can't like we bring this to a a a peaceful discussion? Why can't I say, "Hey, you call, you need to calm down. You you talking too loud. You know this, this, and this." Because me personally, I have an issue when I'm having a conversation with a woman and you cuss at me. Don't cuss at me. I'm not gonna cuss at you. Raise your voice. Fine. Get your point across. Doesn't really know, but you feel like it, whatever. But don't cuss at me. Because that's disrespectful. I don't do disrespect. I'm never going to cuss at you. Not going to call you no bitch. I ain't going to tell you to get your shit. Not going to say fuck you. None of that. Because that's disrespectful. And so when you look at the high value man, you want to take when you're not when you're not the the equivalent high value woman, you want to take bits and pieces that you want in the high value such as his income such as his social status if that's a part of his his, his high value or whatever but you also want to demasculate him at the same time 
You also want to be more masculine than him at the same time. Yep. You also want to be the driving force in the household at the same time. Mm -hmm. Those things do not work. You can't, you can't take the good with the bad. I mean, you can't take the good and leave the bad. You got to take it all. So when you, when you get this man, that's, that's proven that he's family oriented and, and all these other things. And then you come through and you're like, well, shit, I see you said all the time it's projection. I see these flaws in myself. So let me point out any flaws that I can in him and give him my flaws so that I can prove that, hey, you're not better than me. Because if you're high value, if it's a high value man and a high value woman, there's nothing to prove there. You know what you, quote unquote, bring to the table. Oh, God. Look, man. Like old, like old buddy said. And I want to make sure that y'all understand that men provide in more than just a financial way. And that's my problem, because if I sit here and ask, OK, cool, if I pay every bill in this house, right, and I fix everything in this house because I'm an electrician, what are you what are you bringing to the table as a woman? What do you realistically do other than have sex? Here we go and take notes. So <laughs> what I do is I make that house that you pay for, that you pay that mortgage for, I make it at home. I cook the meals. I'm washing clothes. That's $100 I, a week. Don't play with me. I, I cook. can get it made. No, 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 no. You see the question, right? Everything that you're telling me can be bought. Guess what? I can have an assistant order me paper towels and toilet paper and groceries on Amazon. Actually, I get Whole Foods delivered to my house weekly. Meal preps is $120 and I get three meals a day. I make myself my own breakfast. That's four square meals. I have another cleaning lady. She charges me $100 a week to come clean. You are only saving me $600. Synonyms. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Synonyms. that is. Synonyms. I that make this house stupid. a home because I, I decorate it and I cook and I, did, and I clean. I could pay somebody to do all that and then they get the fuck on. <laughs> like I said, man, we, we live in a we live in a we're living in an era right now where the genders they not only they not not only do they they don't want to play their roles, but they really just see each other as expendable. And if that's the case, like that's why. Whenever I hear somebody like just saying, you know, somebody's trash or, you know, men are trash or women are trash, like, I know that comes from uh, a place of pain and just realizing that, like, hey, you don't fit a certain mold. So you know that you're not desired and valued by a certain group of men. And I think that's what really brings about that bitterness in a lot of people. Because once again, to bring back to my point, they don't live in a reality that is consistent with real world data. So I, I say I say all that to say, like, you, we we have a huge issue with humanity and just seeing each other as humans and knowing our strengths and weaknesses. If everybody's strong. And nobody's strong to an extent. Like, like if if everybody can do for self, then, like you said, what's the point of the next person? Like, and and people just for people have forgotten what it means to truly be in a team, or to, like they've forgotten what it means to be on a team, and that's the most basic way to approach the dynamic of being boyfriend, girlfriend, 
I, I would even beg that I would even say that even in gay relationships, for in order to that for them to be successful, no matter what, there has to be complimentary complimentary pieces in that. But we've devalued each other as men and women so much that we can't we can't look beyond the fact that oh I I could pay for your services and it's like damn like I I don't want you to look at my service or what I'm doing for you as just something that could be bought on the street because I want you to look at it like I'm doing it for you you know you can I mean most women can get any guy to pay for their bills if they can find that thirsty enough weird guy that's going to do that but the fact of the matter is it probably feels a lot better when the person paying your bills is in love with you and they love you and they want to make sure that you never starve. And it might feel different if the woman that's cooking for you is cooking for you because she doesn't want to see you go hungry and she doesn't want you having to pay for a meal. Go ahead, Jay. No, I'm just 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 to to kind of really hammer your point home. When you go back to this list, all of these things on these lists are not things money can buy. Kindness. Again, no. again, these are back to the intangibles. Yeah, they're they're intangibles, but they still have a lot of value to them. And these are things that money cannot buy. I can I can go buy vagina. I can go buy sex. Buy can pretty, I buy, you, you, go ahead. Can I buy that 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 feminine energy that complements my masculine energy? It's not going to be genuine. You're, buy, it's you're not buying be it. Genuine. <laughs> you're buying it. You're paying for it. It's a. It's an act. It's just you know. It, and and I hate the fact that I'm saying a service, but it's just a service. They're serving you for that moment, and they move around. Like like I said, because you when can, the money's gone. You could pay for almost anything on this planet. Like shit, you could you could probably, if you want to have a Valentine's date. You could pay for you could pay for somebody to be your date on Valentine's, but it's so much different when you literally shoot somebody a message or call somebody and be like, "Hey, will you be my Valentine?" And they they genuinely want to be with you on Valentine's Day. It's a big difference. And when you pay for that meal or you do whatever, you don't feel like you're getting played. It's such it's it's a big difference because if you're in there with that OnlyFans chick or that prostitute and you and you give her that money or whatever. You know that you're a customer. I never want to feel like, yeah, I never want to feel like the person I'm with. I'm just, I'm just a customer, or they're, and, or they're just, they're just my client. I never want to feel like that. And I think that a lot of modern day relationships are getting to that point because people don't see the humanity in each other. It's sick. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like you know, contrary to popular beliefs. I hate going out on Valentine's Day. Probably talked about this on several episodes. Have we? But probably, probably. Mm-hmm. But Javito is a romantic. So I'll, I'll cook. I'll, you know, I'll do all the little shit, but I don't like the spectacle. I don't yeah. like the crowd. I don't like the markup just because it's this Hallmark holiday. And like we have said all, all the all the time. I'll probably love you year round. <laughs> I should. I should. If I'm, yeah. if I'm worth, if I'm worth anything of any kind of value, I've probably expressed my love to you year round. So today it's just for the optics, and I get it. 
Some things are for the optics. You got to do some shit for the optics. But the shit that I do for the optics aren't typically the shit that I care about. Honestly. Like, I will make sacrifices for you for shit that I'm, I care about. Look, let me tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story, and they're not going to hear the story, but you're going to hear the story. Wow. Hey, look, I love y'all, but fuck y'all at the same time. <laughs> some days you're feeling down, and you just have to talk to someone. At Talkspace, we believe that therapy should be anonymous, stigma-free, simple, affordable, and comfortable, and that finding happiness is not a privilege of the few. Talkspace is online therapy. Work with one of the licensed therapists on our platform for less than $50 a week. And with our unlimited messaging therapy, you can write to your therapist whenever it's convenient for you. And because it's almost like your therapist is always with you, you can hear back from your therapist a couple of times a day without having to wait a week or more for your next appointment. So if something comes up, you can share it with your therapist right then and there, whenever that is and wherever you are. From here, 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 and well, you get it. So the next time you need to talk to someone, text us. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Somebody that cares for you will make sacrifices that you don't even know about. My mom told me this a long time ago. Like, man, I made sacrifices that I never tell my kids about. They'll never see this, this, and this. Because that's what somebody that cares about you does. They don't, they don't make a sacrifice or anything for you and then say, hey, I did this for you. I, ju I just want you to know that I skipped this or I didn't pay this or I could have talked to this person when I didn't, you know, I made these. I don't, they don't tell you these things. They just do it out of loyalty and respect to you. So when it comes to the optics and the things that you care about, sometimes they do cross over. But most of the time, nah, the optics are for people who don't who don't know you and who don't really give a fuck about you. Not really at all. You're just their entertainment. You're it's it's only entertainment. Look, man, my beef with Valentine's Day, which is not really a beef, but I did discover that, you know, you gotta understand that some people take that shit to heart. And I know that I remember a long time ago, I think it was like the second relationship in my adult life. Hey, what you tell me earlier? I ain't gotta understand shit about fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny because I just know that one, the one time in my life that I did go out, go all out, and and this always happens to me. And this is this is why I am today. This is why I am the way I am today because I learned from my mistakes and I just realized that sometimes with people, when you go all out, like the best indicator to know if you're dealing with somebody that's worthwhile is when you go all out for them, just peep their response, peep how they appreciate it or how they don't appreciate it, and like that tells me everything I need to know about a person. And um, that's that was that's always been my experiences with like big days for people. Like if I fuck with you and we we're trying to have a big day and like I go all my way because I'm a very conservative person so to speak and i just i'm to myself i'm real chill i don't like to do a lot of extra shit anybody that knows me knows that so if i do some extra shit for you and you like don't appreciate it i mean that's pretty much it i don't i don't i'm not a i'm not i'm not an umpire bro like you're not gonna get three strikes like i don't really give people that many chances bro i'm sorry i just we're don't talking, we're, we're not talking about that too all right i'm gonna cut that out but no, <laughs> that was my first thought. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was one of them. That was man, that's just that's hey, bro, it's all it take, dog. I'm telling you.
I'm a very simple guy. And the people that I, that I fuck with today are people I know I could do shit for. And if I decide to go extra, I decide to get out of my comfort zone for these people. Most of the people I deal with today, I know I could do that with those people. That's why there's that's why I still fuck with them today. Like straight up. And most of the people that I stopped fucking with, there's people that I did shit for them. And I seen that. And, and it was it's not even about and it's funny because for me, it's not about getting anything back. But it's just if I feel somebody's entitled or spoiled, that bothers me because that's when I start getting that that Will Smith feeling, and I'm just I'm like I'm never gonna be enough. So what's the point? Yeah, you 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 expect some grace at least. That's it, you know. And and I'm telling you, it, it's not about me. It's just me recognizing your character, and I keep telling you, dog. And I'm not, and I'll, I, because I, 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 I know a lot of women, they hate male-driven podcasts because I believe the uptick in the hate for male-driven podcast is it's not the emotion that you expect. Like you want a lot of these women today, a lot of modern women today, they want a, a sissified type of emotion to be spilled. They don't want logic spill because they don't a lot of them really don't understand logic they don't really want a event session that's based off a personal experience from a man because a lot of them think all men are the same so when they get like a an individual unique perspective it's just all you know these niggas don't take baths these niggas you know use just stupid shit like what how many times have we got on here talking about soap and shit and chicks we mess with we never personalize (laughs) it that much like this is, you know, this this is a conversation we have right now. Maybe as personal as it's ever gonna get, and we still try to keep it pretty vague. But I've listened to women driven podcasts, and bruh, I'd be like the disrespect, the dis, and that's why I don't listen to that many podcasts in general because I hate gossip, and I feel like most of the time with millennial podcasts, you're not getting anything of substance, and it's a it's full of gossip, and there's a lot of bitterness, anger, and just a lot of jaded views. And these people are popular and they don't realize that they're encouraging that that type of behavior throughout society. And that's why I'm like, it's really wild to me that men just can't be honest. It's like we just being honest and then we get shamed and dragged for it. Shit just wild. I know you want to say something. No, it, it's just weird because like a lot of the, the the women that say, you know, they hate uh you know, a a, men, a male podcast because, you know, that they claim we just get on here to bash women and stuff like that. And then they start a, a woman podcast and all they do is bash men and then bash other females. Like you go you go after these podcast, these people that you don't that you don't like and then you become what you hate. And then you also bash other people, other females. So you're sitting there, you're bashing and you're bashing and you're not giving any any intellect or any insight onto I, when you come to no boundaries i like to think that we give insight to what men are thinking at least us at least us i can't if, think if, for if nobody else at least us what we're thinking about relationships what we're thinking about what's going on in the world what we're thinking about uh, as far as movies and music like you're going to get what jay and will are thinking about you're not going to get Oh, you know, oh, such and such. She looked like the bottom of, 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 you know, she looked like Tar Baby or something like that. We're not going to get on here and bash anybody. We're not, uh, what is it, fresh and fit, fit and fresh. 
when like you know they have their their gimmick their niche that's them they do whatever so when you do the generalization which is something we're covering all up and down this podcast you you really alienate potential one potential investors in you whether they're they're giving you their their word of mouth or whether they're giving you their money or whatever you're alienating investors because if you tell oh yeah you know, she don't like men or or these men don't like women there's some alienation there right right for sure for sure so then it's kind of like you know that's why we kind of try to keep it general and not saying you know hey all women this or all women that like even when you say something about women i try to come back on the other side with with something similar that men do because we like to keep it balanced here because we're all humans moving in the same way but that's the thing though when i listen to these these women on these podcasts when I tried to, at least, that's when I started recognizing, like, sometimes they don't see men as human. They like that. It's just like, nigga, you're useless. You know what I'm saying? You're trash. You're something I can discard. Like, people talk about words, but that's, that really means something. And like, and I, I mentioned, you know, they talk about bullet bags and shit like that. Like, that shit is real. I see that shit in comments every day. I, I peep that energy when I'm out in the public. Like, I feel it. I see it. Could be me projecting. I don't know. But for the most part, as far as through words, I'm witnessing this. We're witnessing this as a community, Jay, like as a society. Like, I know for a fact that if we're that individual guy that can't cash up a chick for her nails, isn't buying sections, blah, blah, blah. We don't have any value. We're looked over. And then and then the minute, the minute, in all honesty, the minute you get sincere in that moment, like I, I could sense at that moment they're looking at you like, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Your feelings don't matter. Like, I get that a lot when I'm listening to certain conversations. I'd be like, damn, like, that couldn't be me. And, that, and, that, and that's why I tell you all the time, like, it's only so much I could like I couldn't do what Fresh and Fit does because I think they deal with a type of crowd that even when women on the outside looking in on that, they're like, oh, they disrespect women. But I'm like, do you see the type of women they talk to? Cause if you relate to that type of woman, then I don't know. <laughs> like maybe you need to reevaluate yourself. Because I feel like if I was to get on I'm saying this to say, I don't think that there are a lot of women-driven podcasts that I would be able to get on and really be able to just talk. Like, I'm going to be slandered immediately. But I think after watching, like I said, that Brittany Renner interview and, and seeing those guys talk, I'm like, a lot of people didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. People people saw two-minute, three-minute clips, and they adjusted off that. And, that really, and I tell you all the time, that really bothers me about society because people have such a limited attention span. And they'll never dig deeper, but they swear they're so woke and they're so they're so hip to blah. Like, no, if all you're reading is headlines and getting snippets and stuff and, 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 and collecting stats, you're really just a casual and, and you're really shallow. Because if you're not trying to dig deeper to really get to know about something, you shouldn't speak on it. And like we always say, we don't know when the record button was pressed to begin with. And we don't know what happened after the record button was pressed again. Like, well, all we know is in that middle where everything is captured. 
And that happens in conversations, you know, again, back to the shitty ex. You know, why was the ex shitty? Oh, he did X, Y, Z. Well, what did you do? Well, I didn't do nothing. If I ask him, he's going to have something different. So it's going to be your version, his version, and the truth, which is somewhere in the middle. And I told it, you that's a red flag for me. If I ask, if I ask a woman, what did she do in the past relationship? And she doesn't say she did anything. That's a red flag because I know she's lying. But go ahead. And, e and even in, in the conversations and, and the case studies that we have, how many and you say, you know, you know, it takes it takes a few strikes before you, you know, really count somebody out. How many times do you do you look and see the example a person lays out before you start to make judgment on them? I know I know us personally, you know, we'll 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 look at a pattern or a practice, you know, three or four times to say, you know, X, Y, Z always does this. I've seen, you know, I've got these three or four examples of X, Y, Z doing this daily. Daily dog, but, <laughs> yeah. but it seemed like women, you, you, you've already made this, this, this determination of this person and you have no evidence and no proof of this one person, not the gender, but this one person. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's just funny when you could do it and then it crosses so many examples though. Like I say all the time, copy and paste. I've been telling you that for almost two, three years now. It's so, it's so copy and paste. It's like, damn. And statistically speaking, and I was going to make this one of the memes today, but statistically speaking, you're more likely to be a follower than a leader. Statistically speaking, like to be a leader, that's a very rare trait. And to be a follower, there's nothing wrong with that. But we already knew we, we come from a generation where we, we grew up thinking, you know, we grew up hearing too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm pretty sure that that's not politically correct anymore. But we grew up on that notion. And a lot of people out there, they think that they have chief-like instincts. They think they have chief-like mentality. But if that was the case, y'all wouldn't be out here getting played like y'all getting played. It's it's that simple. A lot of y'all are a lot of y'all are followers, and a lot of y'all have copy and paste personalities. Y'all lack self-awareness, and that's exactly why y'all stay in the same bullshit that y'all say in. It's really that it's it's that simple. That's why I said today, your therapist is lying to you. <laughs> like, what did Fab say if everybody the boss where the workers at bruh everybody's just running around telling everybody else what to do ain't nothing getting done ain't nothing getting done and like, and, and like, and, and like you said it's not a bad thing that, that you're a, follow, a follower per se because, and because some people will say oh I'm a leader and you will go against the grain just because you think you're a leader if the group is making a sound decision Hey, you know what? Let's not do this Kool-Aid poison thing. I don't think I'm, I don't think that's for me. Look, man. Besides the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio probably gonna kill that role, look, man. <laughs> look, man. When you when you got game like Jim Jones, that's 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 just something different. Uh, so I'm not, I ain't going to speak on that, <laughs> but no, but no, on, on, on a serious note, on a more serious note, being a follower is just a loose term for me. Just saying that you're somebody that has a role, you're a role player and your role isn't necessarily captain chief or commander. And there is nothing wrong with that because once again, those type of people have special traits. So, and once you recognize that, guess what? Let's tie it back to what I was talking about earlier. You can exist in a reality that is aligned with the world. <laughs> you can accept that, hey, 
you know what? I'm not a boss bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm <laughs> and not that's a okay. king or a queen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily a peasant, but guess what? I have a role and this is my role. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to act accordingly because that is reality. It's realistic. And that is the reason why once again I said today your therapist is lying to you. Because I feel like if a lot of y'all was going into therapy, a lot of y'all therapists just need to tell y'all get the fuck off social media. If y'all therapists ain't telling y'all that after the first second meeting, I got issues with that. Real fucking talk. Because there is nothing beneficial. Go ahead, Jay. No, just go ahead. Because I was going to say just just delete one account. Just delete one account. Or consciously and actively limit your intake of social media content. Because I'm telling you, it's cool to laugh at TikTok all day. It's cool to laugh at certain things all day. But if it gets to a point where it's an it's a, it's an obsession, I guarantee you it's going to do what? It's going to alter your reality. Especially if you see some of your favorite people partying all the time, partying all the time, drinking all the time, smoking all the time. Making, making, making quote unquote content all the time. It alters your reality and you start slipping away. Every type of addiction is a drug in some way. And once you start abusing it, once again, what happens? It alters your reality. That's why I say, and I, obviously I'm not a doctor. I really can't tell you your therapist is lying. I say it as a joke, but to me, I just feel like, and this is not, at any particular person, because I, me and Jay, we see this all the time. We're on Instagram, and we're, we see so many people going to therapy. I'm like, okay, oh, cool, bravo. But it's like, dog. If it works for you, it works for you. But when is it going to start working? Y'all been going for four or five years. <laughs> With no changes. <laughs> no changes, no better outlook on anything. You're making the same mistakes. Some of the, some of the help, some of the most I'm going to say it again. Some of the healthiest minded people I know, some of the people that I would consider very, they're mentally well. I know that as far as mental fitness, they're, they're okay. They're in my opinion, they're normal. I don't think they seen a therapist in their adult life. And that's not knocking y'all that's going to therapy. I'm just trying to say, maybe there's a grasp on reality that you don't have that they have. Cause I'm telling you, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to you being connected to this world and knowing where you should stand because it all comes back to purpose. It all comes back to meaning. And, and if and if you don't, if you cannot, if you, and I said it the other day, if you're waking up in the morning with no true purpose, that's already fucking with your reality right there. And and, and to and to that point, it's kind of like I don't feel like it's okay. For women to knock men who choose not to go to therapy, there's a whole movement. Uh, there's a whole mental health movement for men led by celebrities. You get the big Sean, you get um, Charlemagne the God, you get a lot of advocates for male mental health. Males going to therapy, and that's fine. That's great because, like I said, if it works for you, then it works for you. But for some men, therapy is just getting back into the gym and getting a tattoo. Some of them may feel like, hey. I need to feel a, a better about myself. And if I look better, I'm going to feel better about myself. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm stretching for a reason. Sometimes. 
therapy might be that midlife crisis where he has to go get a new vehicle, even though it wasn't necessary, or he has to go buy something to make himself feel better. What's the definition of therapy? What is you the know, definition of therapy? And I, why, you, why are you looking at it? I'm going to tell you right now, man. I'm a fan of, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a fan of Big Sean. Uh, I like his music. I, I don't fuck with Charlemagne. Um, it's not a lot of celebrities I like, but I don't follow any of them. I don't. I have. I, I honestly don't have a respect. I don't have respect for a lot of them. I don't care what their opinions are. Make your art. Make your music. Do what you do to be rich. That's fine. But I do not trust anything that becomes a quote-unquote movement, so to speak. I don't trust these guys. You're getting paid. So we we talked about this 20 minutes ago. Once it becomes a service and you're getting paid for it, it's just the act. It's not genuine. I, I don't. I don't know these guys to really, to really be able to interpret it. But as much as I like Big Sean, I still don't trust him. I don't know you. I don't so, know you on a personal level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so what if just because you advocate for it? I mean, y'all was advocating for a lot of y'all was advocating for a vaccine that doesn't work. I can't trust y'all. <laughs> just Hollywood, I can't trust y'all because y'all are a part of the problem, a huge part of the problem. So when they talk about all this mental wellness and all this stuff. One of y'all, one of y'all own just jumped off a fucking building the other day. Like, how how much of advocacy are y'all really providing? Like, th- at the end of the day, the suicide hotline is just a joke. Y'all always putting the suicide hotline on shit. Motherfuckers clearly not using it. Motherfuckers still killing themselves day after day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what are y'all really doing besides capitalizing? And that's why that's why I keep trying to tell people there's a difference between capitalism and corporatism. Mental health. It's 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 there's a capitalist fashion to it because motherfuckers that's doing therapy got to make money. But then there's a corporatist part of it where special interest groups come in and start trying to make money off of that shit. So I'm fine with the capitalist part, but I have a huge problem with the corporatist part because I think that's where the celebrities come in and really make a joke of the shit because y'all not really doing anything. Y'all are. What are y'all really doing? I'm not and I'm not putting. Miss USA's death, like that's. Not, I'm not saying that that's their fault. I'm just saying that y'all clearly is y'all missing something, especially in a time where, and for all we know, she probably was killed. But straight up, I mean, she, yeah, she. That that's very weird. That that whole situation was weird. I don't really want to talk about it too much because I want to figure out more about it because I'm nosy. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's much. It's a lot of bad shit going on in this world. But you would think in a world where there is a, a lot of there's access to a lot of good, especially for celebrities. And they're even going out and they're even getting out there and and just offing themselves in droves. It's like y'all don't have a y'all don't have a handle on the shit either. Y'all, y'all marriages don't last long. Every time we look up, y'all in domestic disputes, y'all fucking weird. Like, go. So that's my beef with celebrities. But anyways, what's the definition of therapy? The definition of therapy is treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. Again, the definition of therapy is treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. At the end of the day, you don't really have to go to somebody for that. You y'all choose y'all are choosing to go to somebody for that. Because a lot of y'all want to remove onus from the fact that you can make these decisions yourself. So you want somebody to make the decision for you. I'm not saying all of y'all, 
But a lot of y'all just want to be able to say, oh, okay, I got this guidance counselor. And at that point, in your, in that, and at that point, in my opinion, you don't want to grow up. You don't want to just be able to like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are so quick to say I'm strong, independent, da 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 But then when it comes to your mental health, you don't want to try to tackle it in a way that is beneficial to you. You, you want to run out there, try to get help from somebody else, and it ain't helping. So what are you doing? At the end of the day, you get to the point where you realize, I got to tackle this shit myself regardless. Because at the end, nobody's coming to save you. It's all on you. It's just, and, I, and I'm going to say this again, a disclaimer. I do believe therapy works. But I know for a fact that it's being utilized in a way that has become a joke. It's become a joke. I'm not, and I'm not saying that I expect instant change, but a lot of y'all have been doing this shit for a long time. And once again, I'm talking about a specific person. I'm talking about groups. I'm talking about millennials. The whole therapy, the whole I go to therapy, I can't talk, stop talking about therapy. Y'all been doing this for at least three or four years now. Are y'all getting better? Because I'm not seeing it. I see some of the saddest fucking posts on Instagram. I see some of the worst behavior on Instagram and, and Snapchat and even Facebook, whatever. Like the shit that you the shit that you send me that people tweet. I'm like, these people go to therapy. These people go to therapy. Who is their fucking therapist? <laughs> Dr. Kevorkian? Like, these motherfuckers act like they want to kill themselves. Like, this shit is scary, dog. Like, I'm concerned. Do what y'all do. I just think that at some point, we got to look at it like y'all getting scammed. Because I think y'all getting scammed. And that's why the other meme comes in. I'm like, dog, they teaching y'all these copes. Body positivity is nothing but a mainstream cope. That's all it is. If you really think that you're going to defeat obesity by being confident, you're going to die young. What'd you say about being confident? That's, that's what that's what body positivity is. I'm big, I'm fat, and I'm proud. Nobody told you not to be, be, be proud. We're just concerned about your health. Because at the weight that you're at, pre-diabetes is a thing. Do you, In the black you, community, it's a big thing. Did you say, what did you say there, sir? In the black community, it is a big thing. I and I and and, I, and I'm not even gonna sit here and and and, and act like you know I'm I'm Doctor Know It All because I just found this out probably like two or three years ago how big this is in the black community. Non-Hispanic black females, all ages, the number one leading cause of death for them is heart disease. Twenty-two point eight percent. Number two, cancer. Number three, stroke. Number four, diabetes. Number five. Alzheimer's, a lot of that shit comes from bad health. They, they, even Alzheimer's, they've already, they've already, they've already proven that Alzheimer's is a, is a, is, is a lifelong bad health decisions that lead up to Alzheimer's. We all know about diabetes and we all know what a stroke is. Cancer for the most part, I feel like in, in today's day and age, that shit is pretty unavoidable. For black males, I'm going to get on y'all motherfuckers too. 23% heart disease, two, cancer, three, unintentional injuries, four, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of chuckled at this one, homicide. It's fucked up, but it's true. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. And then five stroke, six diabetes. So for the most part, when you look at that, you at least know that a lot of this shit 
is it it differs between the two sexes because I feel like the number threes are important. You're looking at stroke versus unintentional injuries. Stroke that's still significantly health related. Unintentional injuries that just means to me that as a black man, as what they call a non-Hispanic black male, that means you're probably doing a lot of dangerous work. It's unfortunate. Just trying to make a living, and and then just uh, look. What are the factors for heart disease, high blood pressure, high blood cholesterol, and smoking? About half the people in the United States, 47%, have at least one of these three risk factors. Several other medical conditions and lifestyle choices can also put put these people at higher risk for heart disease, including, once again, diabetes, overweight and obesity, unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, excessive alcohol use. Everything that y'all think is cool. <laughs> you're once again, you trying to die of heart disease, you're trying to you trying to expedite that shit. Okay, then be fat and proud. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not even trying to be mean about it. I'm like, dude, some people are just predisposed to just be a bit. That's it is what it is. But don't just sit there and think because you're cute that you're not gonna get fucking sick and be barely a, like y'all sitting here laughing watching my six hundred pound life, motherfucker. That's going to be you if you don't get your shit together. That shit's not cool. Go ahead, Jay. I'm just rambling now. No, no. You, you, I'm, I'm just in the thing. The last time I watched my 600-pound life, I was eating a fat-ass cheeseburger at the same Come time. Come on, man. But you, you, you're, you're absolutely right. And, like, even I consider myself, I'm in okay shape. Jay, you're not. You're, listen, they say no. 48% of the black community is obese. You're not no. obese, bro. No. Well, 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 according to my scale, my scale I'm teetering. You're overweight. Overweight and obese are two different things. I'm talking about this is obese. True. Oh wait, did it did it say oh, I'm obese? Because I think it said like because I think it think it's like 25 percent body fat is obese, and I'm like flirting with that. You can look at somebody that tell they're obese. You probably be overweight. This and is I, shit. I'm overweight, Jay. Like it is what it is. Because yeah, yeah, because because per my scale, I should weigh 174 pounds or some on, shit bro. like that. And that's that's just something that's not going to happen for a guy that's six foot two. Come on, dog. But also, but the thing that really bothers me about my scale is that my metabolic age. It says my metabolic age is 38. And that bothers me because it's like, damn, I'll be 35 this year. I would like that to be closer to my actual age. That's my motivation. I'm on, that's, I, that's good. I want my metabolic age to reflect my closer to my actual age. So I, that, that means that? losing body fat and stuff like that. All right, cool. That's what's going to make me feel better about myself. I don't need to go to therapy for that. Maybe I need a nutritionist. <laughs> Maybe. In, in, Maybe I need somebody to put me a workout plan together. Bro, I was telling my homegirl this the other day. When she's like, she was like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a nutritionist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, a lot of that shit that y'all go to, y'all don't understand once again, I'm not picking on therapy, but y'all don't realize how a lot of this stuff works. Even when my son, when he goes to basketball training, he'll go to basketball training for about three or four months. And then for about four or five months, he's doing it on his own. He doesn't need the trainer anymore. So really, that shit is to really like help you get off the hump. You get the tool. Or get over the hump. You shouldn't have to rely on that shit six, seven years straight. If that's the case, they might need to commit you. You don't go. You don't go on a diet. You have a healthier lifestyle. So you got a nutritionist. Put it like this: rich motherfuckers, they may have a nutritionist the whole time they're the NBA or whatever. But in reality, do they really need one the whole time? No. After about that first year, okay, I know what type of meals I like. Bet I know what to do. I'm gonna maintain this shit on my own. Cut that cost. 
because my nutritionist has trained me. He showed me the way. That's all I need. That's my beef with the therapy trend. I think it's becoming a crutch and people are just, just, how do I say, just wallowing in their pain and they're not getting better. That scares me. I am concerned. I'm not mad at these people. I'm just concerned. Just like I'm concerned about anything that mainstream media promotes as a good thing. It is not a good thing to for a six-year-old to be out here talk about, I feel like a woman, and you go chop his dingling off. That's a fucking problem. That's not cool. I'm getting pissed over here, Jay. My bad. All right, it's time to wrap this thing up. <laughs> it's time to wrap this thing up then. Because, yeah, because I, I don't want to talk about that. I want to no. talk about that, but I don't want to talk about that. No, no, no. Okay, look, look. No, no, the only reason I want to talk about that is because you don't give a six-year-old or anybody under the age of 16 any other power to make any other kind of oh, decision. Exactly. But you give them the, the, the power to, to, to for genital mutilation? Like, I don't Think, <sighs> think about Jay. Jay. We don't even got to go deep into it, but just think about that. You're giving a child the choice to make a lifelong decision. And he hasn't even, he or she hasn't even lived their life at all. They haven't a even lived a quarter of what their life is going to be. Pubescent child. <laughs> and y'all motherfuckers out here in y'all 30s can barely make decisions on y'all own. That's all I'm saying. You telling me a seven year old is smarter than a 34 year old? Come on, bro. A 34 year old is probably going to. Struggle with, hey, do I want to get a vasectomy or do I want to get off birth control? That's a hard decision for some 34-year-olds. Britney Spears, all bullshit aside, is a competent adult that couldn't make her own decisions. At all. At all. A competent millionaire adult who couldn't make her own decisions. And she still can't. They just removed it. They removed the conservatorship from her dad and just gave it to somebody else, right? I don't know. Like, all truth be told, Brittany does need some kind of supervision. I ain't gonna even hold you. But the thing is, you know, you're playing God. And that's yeah. where I have an issue. I mean, that's, that's, listen, there are things that are reversible. Hey, your child's having this gender crisis. Cool. Don't go do anything permanent. Hey, I don't want to have kids anymore. I'm going to start wearing condoms. This is just speaking for me. Mm -hmm. Because let's say down the road, I meet somebody and I do want to have a child with this person. I mean, vasectomies are reversible at this point in time, but they used to not be. Don't go doing anything permanent playing God. I mean, not to bring this up again. I don't want to be here anymore. So that I you commit, beat me too. I, I commit death by that, suicide. That's, that's 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 fucked up. I feel I feel like, and once again, I'm not blaming celebrities for this, but I really feel like as shit becomes to as shit becomes a trend, and it becomes like socially acceptable to talk about it, it gets weird because you start seeing it a lot, and it's like. Am I seeing it a lot because like it's like a car that I want to buy, so I start seeing it on the road a lot? Or do we need to accept the fact that we're basically impressing on society that this is okay? Because we live in a very attention-whorish society. 
And I'm not saying people that commit suicide are attention whores, but we have to ask ourselves when attention is drained from us, people that thrive and live off that attention, you can only imagine what extremes they will go to to get that attention back. Once again, I'm not saying that's why people commit suicide. I'm just letting people know, like, that's what's going on in this world. Like, people are screaming for attention. And at times, they'll do whatever it takes to get it. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, grew, I grew up in a world where most of the homosexuals and lesbians that I was coming across, that, that shit was a phase. And, and, and it's one, even the tom, I know tomboys, when I was growing up, some of the tomboys, shit, they, they, they bad as hell today. They married. I, I, they I went kids. through some in, in college like that. Like, you was that gay all through I, college. That boy said you, I went through some. God damn! Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. I knew you a some. different breed, man. I knew some in college that were like that, and now they're married with kids and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, stop yeah. that! Don't do that! Yeah, Don't yeah. do that! <laughs> hey, hey, they'll call you tracksuit up eat though for no reason. Come on, <laughs> gotta be able to change fast, huh? Don't do that. Quick Don't access. Do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> It's a lot of shit going on in the world, man. And I know we just sat here damn near for oh, who knows how long. <laughs> and then talk, talk about it. <laughs> we got we got truckers in Canada lined up. They turned up doing whatever they doing. Probably people probably, you know, I, I respect the movement. You know fight the good fight. Yeah, you know. Believe it or not, man, in, in uh Seattle, man, you remember C H O P C H A Z C H A G Chopping Chad? That shit's still going on. Oh shit. Yeah, she, you know, it's that shit. That shit still, it's yeah, that shit still going on. You got Peter Dinklage, you know, he out here protesting, saying that y'all need to uh, modernize Snow White. <laughs> Bike beefing with Russia. Look, man, we'll get hey, to that next time, baby. We got as a country, we got to start minding our own goddamn business, bro. Economy is going to shit, bro. We got to start a war. War bring war, war brings money. It's true. This is very true. That's what, that's what we're, happens. We're past due. Yeah, war brings money, man. And uh, I think I think that although the government wants us to be super reliant on big pharma, I think I've been saying this for a while. I think they took it too far. And uh, even with the shit that they got going on with Joe Rogan, um, they don't realize that all they're doing is pushing people to that side. And I, 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 I've heard enough of Joe Rogan's content to know that he's not a Republican or conservative. If anything, he's more of a moderate. He's more of a libertarian because of all the weed smoking and the ayahuasca shit he be on. Like he that type of guy. I keep telling people, man, if if you separate, if you segregated men from women and you start talking politics, the men's side is going to be red and the women's side going to be blue. Mm-hmm. That's it's actually been proven. That's just. That's just how it works. The value of conservatism and the value of being liberal is really a matter of female and male dynamic. And that's why a lot of times when you see a lot of these white liberals, so you know, a lot of these people on the left side, they look a certain way. And then you see people on the right side, they look a certain way. They have certain belief systems and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, man, it's a lot of shit going. They, they, they're calling this shit the Great Awakening, but I don't really think it's going to be much of an awakening because I just feel like Democrats and liberals are always going to win. They're always going to find a way to come out on top. Like even in 2024, 
Trump could come in for another four years, but after that, Democrats going to find a way to get back in there and do what they got to do for 2028. And, and, that, and no, they've been doing this shit for like 100 years, though. If you really look, if you look at the shit, I know a lot of people are, they don't really care about history, but if you, and I, talk, I talked about this before, how there was poison alcohol and shit during the Prohibition era and shit. A lot of the shit that's going on as far as protesting, like what you see in Canada, all the truck drivers and shit, like that type of shit was going on during the Prohibition era. And it was funny because when it came down to propaganda, a lot of the play, a lot of the publications like the New York Times and shit like that, like you would be surprised on what side they was on then. And when you look at shit today, you'd be like, man, that's kind of that's kind of crazy how they like switch sides. Mm-hmm. But that's what they do, though, because they're so strategic in how they're going to gain their power. They, they know how to they know how to manipulate the masses in order to to draw you in and. Been going for that shit. We can talk about that shit for hours, but the fact of the matter is, that, um, they're gonna give you all that student loan forgiveness if you voted one way. Y'all niggas, man. Y'all ain't never gonna learn. I they mean, shout gonna... out, shout out to 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 the um to the the people in was it the civil service? Is that what it's called? Like the social workers and and stuff like that? Because I've seen actually some of those get get you know forgiven, but y'all that you know went and racked up. 60k worth of debt in college and then you like you said you know using a degree got a degree that you don't even use good luck look the government is going to take care of their own in one way or another so they're of course they're gonna they're gonna their teachers they're gonna take care of their teachers they're gonna take care of the social workers because in essence it's just going back to the government the government doesn't take care of the people the government takes care of their own so if you want if you want to be taken care of by the government, you gotta give your you gotta give your your life, you gotta give your soul to the government. That's how you get taken care of by the government. So if you want your student loan forgiven, go work for the government. And I'm pretty sure if, if a motherfucker work for you know USPS, they probably be you know doing that shit like at the end of the day trash ass USPS. Man, y'all gotta understand Jay, he got he deals with some of the worst customer service ever. I don't know. I don't know just, why I'm, I'm forsaken. I, I think about that truck experience when you went that moving truck experience you had. I thought about that too. PTSD, Bruh. Even the whole car situation. Low, low key, low key. That moving truck still has my high school. I mean, my college degree somewhere. I never got that back. I don't know you what serious? That yeah, they have my degree. Oh, somebody got that whole that house. Chilling. <laughs> like, look at me. Look what I graduated from Sam Houston. Yeah, look at me. Javios. That's me. That's me. <laughs> no, matter of fact, the dude called me about my car today. He said, hey, Mr. Bruce, just call it with your weekly update. I said, hold up. What do you mean weekly update? I haven't talked to you all month. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Weekly update. That nigga, he's his laws being recorded. That's why he said that. He had to record it. And he he say he say, oh well, you know, your car's still in this status. We're looking at like you know another month, month and a half. I was like, according to you, my car should be ready in about two weeks. What you mean another month, a month and a half? Well, you know, once it's in this status, but you know, as soon as it gets to this other status, you know, that means they're they're rocking and rolling and doing this. Look, Nick, motherfucker, I don't care about no rock and roll, no RB, <laughs> no smooth jazz, or nothing like that. When the fuck is my car gonna be ready? 
So they they gonna have to ship that hoe to so and so. They gonna have to they gonna have to ship that hoe to so and so. And I hope they listen to this podcast because I want you to know right now. I don't want your fucking extended warranty. I don't want your service contract. I don't want that bullshit ass seat protector shit you be trying to sell. I don't want none of that motherfucking shit. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna finance with you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know why I try to buy American vehicles. I'm a luxury ass nigga. I need something foreign. Hey, talk your shit, man. Bro, talk I'm, your shit. You get a newer version, is it? No, just a newer version. You addicted. I'm a, I'm addicted. Bro, I the whole process of me going and looking at all these different cars only to come back to the one that I already have was fucking stupid. And now, <laughs> now I'm even looking at, I was looking at Audi SUVs the other day. I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to keep that home for nine here? months anyway and get something else. So it is what it is. It is what it is. That's that's what I'm going to do. Just, just rock it for nine months. And then, you know me, I might pull up in a Bentley truck or something. I don't know. It's long overdue. It's long overdue. I've been, I've been humble way too long. Look, man, I know we didn't talk y'all heads off long enough. Y'all probably didn't think y'all was getting an episode this week. And uh, we forgive y'all. Yeah, we forgive y'all. <laughs> we forgive y'all for thinking that we weren't going to drop. And uh, as far as words of advice goes, man, I'm just going to tie it back to what I've been saying all day, man. Y'all got to be realistic. I think I say this all the time. People know me say I'm always talking about being realistic, but y'all got to snap back into reality. Stop. Stop trying to stop trying to make something up that's not there. It's there. It's in your face. You see it. You feel it. You can taste it. That's what it is. Stop trying to make it something that it's not. It's, you're not God. You're not Jesus. Trying to make water to wine with your drunk ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Now you're just drunk. <laughs> No, but seriously, that's all I got, man. Uh, my words of advice are: a com, a, the comfort zone is a great place, but nothing grows there. That's a classic. I, I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm cliche classic cafito today. Hey, man, it's that's that's that works, man. If that's that if that if that keeps you grounded, if that keeps you level-headed. It's important. Stay that way. You're not you're not trying to you're not trying to find copes to trick yourself into thinking shit is better when it's not. What I told you earlier today, y'all be calling yourself kings and queens and shit and all that, but what does that really matter? That ain't what you are. You're a regular person. It's just funny to me. You call yourself kings and queens and you say, you know. I'm I'm this queen or I'm this king and then you go and you have the same mentality and you do the same actions of everybody else. You're not the king, you're the fucking court jester because you're acting just like everybody else. You're not a queen because you got the fake eyelashes and you done went and got the BBL and you, you want to be in the streets till 2 o'clock in the morning even though you got a family at the house because your homegirls is out. You acting just like everybody else. How many How many queens hung out with each other? How many kings really hung out with each other? And if they wasn't discussing important shit, they probably wouldn't even even touching. You know, they probably wouldn't even communicate. 
we ain't vacationing together, nothing like this. If if this ain't if we ain't having well, quote, we're not vacationing together, quote unquote. You know, if we ain't having a, 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 a an ambassador meeting or we a, a meeting of the United Nations, we over here doing our own thing most uh, six out of seven days a week. Look, look, exactly. Look, before I close out, I'm not knocking y'all trends. I, I like the fact that y'all try to do these things to make yourself feel better. But my thing is, if y'all were truly empowered, I think the fashion industry, the beauty industry, the cosmetic industry, whatever, I think that shit will crumble overnight if y'all were truly empowered. I truly believe that. If y'all were truly empowered, I think we would see so many changes in our community from a positive standpoint if y'all were truly empowered. I don't think y'all empowered. I think y'all just saying shit to sleep better at night. And I hope it work. And I doubt it, though, because never mind. But uh, <laughs> look, you already know, man, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, leave a comment. Want us to talk about a certain topic, we'll talk about it. Um, if you if you're on a on an iPhone and you you want to you want to check us out on there, you can either go to you can either go to Spotify because I think you do Spotify on all devices. I don't know what you do on Spotify, but whatever you usually do on Spotify, you go and do that. I know Apple has its own little thing uh, where you can go in. I think the logo is still purple until they change it. Um, I think you say we're on Amazon. You can listen to us on Amazon, right, Jay? Amazon Music. Okay, so to simplify what I'm saying, all all all, all streaming pro, uh, platforms, you should be able to listen to us on. They're not trying to censor us yet because we ain't Joe Rogan status, so we still good. And uh, as long as we're here, we hope y'all listening. I think we're going to have a guest probably next week, if not next week, the week after. February is probably going to be guest month. You're going to catch some guests on here. Got that way you don't have lined up. Yeah, that way you don't just got to sit here and listen to us talk about a bunch of nothing. But we appreciate y'all giving us uh, uh, your ear for this however long. And um, as usual, thank you and you're welcome. And with that being said. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But Ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?